Welcome to Unsilent with your hosts, Dave and Brian. This is not another current events podcast. We're digging deeper, diagnosing, and discussing what's really going on today, how we got here, and providing observations for future generations. Welcome to Unsilent. We're Brian and Dave. We're hoping you'll let us know where you think we got it right and where we totally missed the point which you can do by visiting unsilentpodcast.com. Now, let's get into it. So, what are we talking about today, Brian? Well, we're talking about what could be, uh, you can make a pretty compelling case. It's the American story. We're talking about race and race relations, and and uh, it's maybe the most taboo subject of all to talk about, but it's arguably the most important also. So, we're going yeah, to do, do our best to get into it and see, see if we can't uh, figure some stuff out. Let's do it. So from my perspective, you know, looking at my short life on this on this planet in the grand scheme of things, we kind of hit a pinnacle in around 2008 with the election of Barack Obama. Um, for me personally, like I don't know about everybody else, but for me personally, that was like one of the moments where, you know, as a as an American citizen, I was like, man, we did it. We we we. We jumped the hurdle, like we 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 cross this bridge, like we're like we've we've done it, and we can we can move on and and like get to other things instead of you know talking about the this this topic and and not really ever seeming like we're making progress. Um, I know there was tons of progress made before I was born and and when I was very young and too too little to know what was going on. I mean, there's the, the entire American story has been making progress on this topic. It feels like, but it kind of felt like it was the pinnacle in like. You know, this this proved that we had we had grown up or we had like matured or we like moved past all this stuff. And and then in the 15 years since then, it feels to me like the pendulum has swung completely the other way and things are uh, maybe worse than they've they've been in, you know, I don't know, 60 years. I, it just I, and I'm, I'm sure that it, it's not as bad as it feels. But to me, it feels like things are not great. It's a topic that is talked about incessantly. And it feels like we just don't make progress. It feels like some people don't want to make progress. There's a yeah. million things going on here, and, and trying to cram all this into a into a short little podcast is maybe even foolish. But you and I cannot be sincere about trying to talk about things going on and like skip this one. This is you know arguably the most important thing we could we could ever talk about, and and we'd be we'd be foolish to not even include it. So, uh. I guess that's where we start. Is I do well. First of all, do you feel the same way? Like, do you, do you feel like that that we kind of made progress and kind of went backwards? Like, what do you what do you feel? Well, yeah, I I have a little bit of a cynical point of view on it because I think well, we did make the progress, and while his election did show that this is obviously not objectively a uh, country that's so race obsessed that we couldn't elect somebody who wasn't white, um, I think what's happened as a result of that is primarily in the media and in political circles. Uh, that topic wasn't let go because it's too powerful a topic to to let be okay. Um, I you yeah. know I, I would guess the majority of people that I know now I I get I'm involved with people of all different races, colors, sizes, ages, etc. As I'm sure you are in your daily life, and and I don't experience now. Somebody might say, "Well, you're just a white guy, so what do you what do you know?" You uh, wouldn't but, know if you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I don't see a lot of um, of interpersonal, uh, relational, racial animosity between people that I encounter. I just I just don't see it happening. The place that I do see it happening is primarily in the media stage and on the national stage. And I think 
and I, this might be one where people want to tell me I'm wrong. I think a lot of it is because it's such a powerful topic. It can be used to raise money and it can be used to gain power. I mean, whenever anything happens and it's viewed through a racial lens, it has a much more intensity to it. And as a result of that, uh, those that would use the topic to uh, drive their own agendas are definitely not going to let it go. So I think there's there's both of those things. I think on one side, it's uh, as good as I've ever seen it in my lifetime because everybody seems to get along with everybody else. Uh, yeah. On the flip side of that, it's as bad as I've ever seen it in my lifetime because of the just the competing narratives, not even the competing right. realities, but the competing narratives. Now, that's not to say that there aren't uh, differences in outcome, et cetera, that, you know, we gotta think about these things, but just in terms of how people get along, um, that's, that's the way I see it. I see those two separate realities coming into conflict in the real world. Yeah. I think that you're, you're, you're so right that this is the biggest hammer that can be swung maybe for any society on the planet. Yeah. You know, if you're in China, you don't have to worry about this. If you're in Korea, you don't have to worry about this. If you're in Russia, you don't by and large have to worry about this. If you're, if you're, you know, from Brazil, like we're, we're, there's a handful of countries that have to face this, you know, and when I mean face it, I mean like there's, there's obviously some ugly history. There's obviously tons of progress. There's obviously things that are attributed to race and things that have happened that are not attributed to race that get kind of swept in there because it's convenient. They're like, there's all these hodgepodge of things going on. And I think that people are, you know, they, they don't like it. They want it to go away. They want, they want to solve this problem. And it, it, it does feel like at times um, there are forces at work to keep that from happening. So let, I just have a, a handful of questions for you here. And I think that some of these things, we, we get so hung up in the details that we just forget like basic human things. So I'm going to run a few things by you here sure. and, and just see, see what you think here. So either we, my, my notion is one of them is either we accept that we are all the same and we all have the same tendencies or we are not. And I mean, tendencies like we, we generally behave the same way. Uh, either we accept that whether you're white, brown, black, or, or whatever, that, that we're, we're either the same and how we're, you know, the, the, the creature we are is the same right. or it's not right. Right. If it, it feels like that piece is lost and, and when we, we get in these details about things, it kind of feels like we start pulling away from that notion. So, I don't know anybody who wouldn't agree with that. Like fundamentally deep down, we're, we're kind of the same and I choose right. to believe that. So, and the other thing is like, if we all had the exact same skin pigmentation, do we think everything would be okay? Or do we think we would find different things that were different about each other to then focus on those things? What do you well, think? Well, I'm going to relate a story that goes directly to that. So uh, there's a, uh, um, and I, without bringing anybody into the conversation or who hasn't asked to be in the conversation, but um, I, I I know some folks that are are African. They're they're here, but they are African, uh, and they're right. here to work and start businesses and other things. And I was talking to one of these folks the other day, and this person was from uh, is from from East Africa, and there's folks from West Africa, and she's very open about racial things because she finds the United States very strange that we have these, these different, yeah. different kinds of uh, animosities. And she said, right. she said, but, but I can understand this because 
um, in the place that she comes from, there's these people. They're 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 all black. They're all African and they're all black. Yep. There's these people that are, are the darker skinned, and there's yep. these people that are the lighter skinned, and there's some animosity between the two of them. So right. even though they're all basically the same, there's there's this thing going on. She says this is the closest thing we've got to this kind of thing you you all have here, which you know we find very strange. So. That to me goes to the fundamental point that, uh, that to, to your first point that we are all human. And, and in fact, I think that the solution to racial problems is understanding that, uh, our shared humanity. That's really what, you know, there are differences, yeah. but there's shared humanity and there's cultural and other things like that. But, but the other thing that my experience tells me is having traveled a number of places in the world, uh, wherever you go, somebody hates their neighbor. Wherever yeah. you go, so I, there was there was one year that I just happened to be in in um, southern Europe, in, in not even in in European Union, but in Macedonia and in the European Union, Greece, and yeah. there was there's great animosity between the Macedonians and the Greeks, even though they're ethnically the same people. There's great animosity; they don't like each other because they disagree about where Alexander the Great was born 2,500 years ago. Right, um, and in fact. I almost got into yeah. a fight about that. Almost got into a physical fight. Getting uh, this, these Greek guys were coming after us because they thought I was from Macedonia, and they didn't like that. So, the next year, I was in the Baltic states in the in Northern Europe, and the the same exact angst and animosity between the the Baltics and the Russians and the the Russians that lived in the Baltics and the Baltics that uh, were invaded by Russia and so they had they have bad feelings with them the Russians that were minority felt bad about them everywhere I've gone across the planet somebody's mad at their neighbor because yeah. that's who we are as humans yeah it would be it, I, I think I would liken it to if the civil war in the United States had not been resolved the way it was. And we were reunified. We ended up two different countries. Yeah. I'm going to hazard a guess. We wouldn't like each other very much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. that's, that's the human, the, the human, um, the human thing is to make ourselves feel better by denigrating somebody else. And yeah. unfortunately that can be racial. It can be, it can be all sorts religious? of religious, religious, yeah, uh, ethnic, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 income, uh, uh age. ability yeah age um you know again if we all had exactly like to the millionth percentile exact same skin pigmentation we would still find ways to differentiate ourselves absolutely religion power economics education like the the list i don't know if i really spent some time i could probably come up with i'm gonna guess 25 things that we would like it substantively find a way to disagree, disagree with each other about and to point out how we are different because I think as we've discussed previously, kind of the through line of the human story to me, forget what country we're in, forget all this race stuff. The through line is either my people are, have been anointed by our creator and our deity, whoever that might be to be superior to you. And therefore we get to impose our will on you or we have been we have been oppressed by you. We've been the subject of you imposing your will, and now we are justified and righteous in retaliation, and therefore we are now superior to you. That's right. it. I don't I don't know a single instance in history where one of those two things is not in play. Do you? They're, 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 they're like all 
you're a history you're exactly guy. Exactly right. It's exactly right. It's 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 grievance. Everybody's got a grievance with her. It's Hatfields and McCoys. Well, who started right. it? Who did it first? In in my example, in the in the Baltic states, in in Estonia and Latvia, and and the Russian population in those countries. The Russians feel bad because uh, they're a minority there and they get treated poorly, they believe, because uh, the Soviet Union invaded and took those countries hostage and treated them poorly. So the Latvians feel bad. The Estonians feel bad. And they all feel bad about each other for different grievances. And the same thing was true. Like The the one in Southern Europe is, is really amusing to me because a lot of what they argue about is where Alexander the Great was born 25 centuries ago. And that's why they're mad at each other. And they do silly things like um, wanting to uh, change the name of the country. And almost when I was there, there was was almost a riot at the American embassy because we, uh, as as America, recognized the Republic of Macedonia as the Republic of Macedonia. And the Greeks think that Macedonia belongs to them. So there you go. Everybody's mad at everybody. Right. So if we accept the notion that that, that the human story is one of of trying to assert our superiority over somebody because either we've been aggrieved by them or we are entitled to that for whatever reason, like that's the story. And we will choose whatever, whatever's at our disposal to separate ourselves and to find differences that we can then use to, to voice ourselves above somebody. Right. And and if it wasn't skin pigmentation, it would be something obvious like religion. It would be obvious like geography. There's other very obvious things that we would default to if race was not a factor. Now, all that being said, obviously, you and I are not here to to dismiss the significant amounts of like egregious, oh, horrific yeah. pain that people have gone through right. for a variety of things, not the least of which is because they were a skin color that somebody else didn't like. Right. It seems, though, that we, we get hung up on the skin color as a thing when the skin color is not the thing. The thing is the human behavior that drives the separation and putting ourselves as superior to somebody. And when we, that, that seems like the, the issue, not which lever we're pulling, whether it's religion or, or race or economics or whatever. I can tell you as somebody who, who grew up poor and knew lots of poor people, I, I could make a pretty tough, a pretty compelling argument that, that being poor is maybe one of the worst ways to, to be separated out because you miss Absolutely. out on a lot of things that way too. Right. So. Absolutely. So I think the other thing is we have to acknowledge that as human beings personally, individually, and collectively, when we're scared, when we're angry, when we're we're in a mode to hurt somebody, we do what we will use whatever is at our disposal, right. verbally or physically, to to harm people. And we do this to right. people we love, by the way. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> we, we do this to our parents, our children, our spouses, our siblings, our our friends that we love. We in a moment where we're scared or whatever, or angry or retaliating, we use the biggest club we have. That's right. Well, we and and we and we use it especially for those that are not like us in some way, whatever, whatever not like us might, might mean, because we all, you know, everybody thinks their own opinion and their own viewpoints and their own way of looking at the world is the best way of looking at the world. I mean, yeah. And that's normal. I mean, you wouldn't think what you think unless you thought it wasn't the best way to think. Um, But therefore that means that, that other, whatever other is, whatever, whatever makes somebody an other is not quite as good. And so therefore we justify that and, and justify our poor treatment of somebody who is other than us because 
Well, they're not quite with the program because they don't quite think or behave or, or look or sound or, or whatever like I do. And, and that's, so, that's part of that problem. So my, I guess what I'm getting at is, is it, is it, am I too pie in the sky? Am I too utopian to think that what if we just shifted the conversation from which lever we're pulling to hurt somebody and, and impose our superiority for whatever reason, instead of talking about which lever we pull, whether it be religion or whatever, or in this case, race, if we shifted the conversation from that to this human behavior really sucks and we should stop doing this across the board, not just this one thing is, is, is that, am I crazy for thinking that's something that, that like maybe in schools or universities or political discourse or like that could be a topic instead of the, the Al Sharpton on this side and the other person on the other side talking about the the lever we're pulling. And again, I, I don't want to dismiss this. Like, like I don't care about people getting hurt as absolutely not the case. For, for centuries, people have gotten hurt for all kinds of things, including this one, which is obviously really yep. bad. Well, and, and I think the the distinction that we talked about at the beginning, where people get along with everybody, you know, people mostly get along with people that aren't like them. I mean, in our individual lives. I mean, there's these there's these other experiences, but in generally, in general, I can walk out here and there's people of every you know ethnicity, race, etc., and, and we all get along and it's just fine. So I think because of I think we want to do that. I think we we do want to generally get along with folks, and and I think on a personal level we do. I think we, most of us do. Now there's, there's yeah. jerks in the world and there's, there's bad yeah. people and, and all that. But I think for the most part, and that's why I say that these, that this topic is now one of, of two extremes. One in where we all get along much better on a mostly an individual basis than we, we ever have before. And some people might say I'm pie in the sky. And that doesn't mean that there, there aren't, you know, people that are discriminated against. But on the flip side of that, <clears throat> this other side, you have to, I think we have to ask, why is it that we, this can be pretty much true over here? And on this side, it's completely the opposite. And I think really going back, for instance, to, to 2008, there's a few, few different things I think that happened there. One of them, I think there is a, there is a technological uh, component of this because it is very easy in from, you know, the mid 2000s on with social media, et cetera, to segment ourselves with people that are only like us. Yeah. And therefore the out group who is not like us is really out. And that's why, yeah. you know, things have become so polarized. So I think there's a technological component to that. And yeah. that's why, you know, that, 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 that happened. We, we had Obama as president and it didn't solve everything. And that's one reason. I think the other one is the more kind of nefarious one that since it's, this has been a, a, a winning, you know, strategy and a winning hammer to hit people over the head with and to get, get what you want for a very long time that there's lots of folks that don't want to give that up. And so I think right. there's, there's those two things. And I, and I think, that, and, and to me, the, the difference between really good over here, you know, at least my experience of interacting with lots of people over here is good. And then really bad over here. Everybody thinks that, you know, we're, uh, that, you know, the KKK is going to take over or, or there's going to be a race war or whatever. Right. I think all of that, that, that strong juxtaposition just illustrates those two points. Yeah. Well, and to your point, again, not wanting to bring people into this conversation who didn't ask for this. So I'll be, I'll be careful here not to, not to divulge too much, but I will tell you on a personal level for me, outside of my family, the person who's had the greatest impact on my life, I would call this man like my mentor professionally, mm -hmm. 
he taught me how to be a good man and by my standards, like, like values and how to be responsible in my, you know, when I was younger, I was, I was not super responsible all the time. And he took me under his wing and he, and he changed my life. And I literally refer to him as a father figure. I yeah. call him a name that like you would call your dad. Yeah. 25, whatever years later, he looks nothing like me. I promise you, if you put us <laughs> side by side, nobody would say those guys could be father and son. I promise right. you, he looks very much different than me as, as, as relating to the topic we're on today. I know that you're 100% right. And he has said to me, how you change hearts is one person at a time. And, and, right. and how, you, how you get people past this stuff is, is one heart to another heart, touching each other's lives and helping each other. Exactly. And, and proving that whether it was your family or your neighbors or your community or whatever, telling you the Macedonians are evil people and us Greeks got it right. Well, somewhere along the way, there's a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing that happens. And we find out, you know, those guys are full of shit. It's really not like right. that. <laughs> we can get along, you know? Right. Um, okay. So the, the next thing that I, I want to ask you about, and it, this is where I think it, it begins to get really sticky. And <laughs> I'll be completely transparent with the audience listening. And like, this is not a fun thing to talk about. But one of the things that Dave and I set out to do was to... Our, one of our frustrations is that we're not allowed. We're not. We're not. It's not suggested to have these kinds of conversations. And some of these things are frankly not very fun to talk about. You can. You can really. You know, get yourself worked up. <laughs> it's just not fun to talk about because the, the stakes are so high. But somebody has to start talking about this stuff. Otherwise, you know, what, what's going to happen? I mean, it's a pretty predictable outcome, right? So, I think that one of the things that that gets that gets. Um, conflated with race again besides the basic human nature stuff we just talked about like we're all the same we all do the same things we use the same kinds of levers not the exact same lever but the same kinds of levers and in in the worst possible moments we use the biggest club we have so we got that kind of human nature stuff separate from that though i think there's a values thing that happens here and i'm going to give you two different examples and we'll talk about the first one here so so the first one is you got, and, and, and the race does not matter here. I'm going to explain these two situations and, and the race does not matter. But you got, picture an inner city kid, I don't know, 15, 14, 16, whatever. No dad at home to be a role model. You got uh, this person's, uh, this, this inner city kid's attending a school that has relative to like the suburbs, fairly harsh environment. You got, you, you, you come up in a, in a school and you go to a school and I've been to a couple of schools like this when I was growing up. You kind of have this, you develop this, I got to get you before I get got mentality, yeah. right? Uh, so you have that, and then you're spending most of your time because mom's working, dad's MIA for whatever reason, could be good, could be bad, whatever. Um, spending most time with other kids in similar situations, lots of free time on their hands at an age where kids who don't have a lot of structure and lots of free time end up doing things that are not good that unsupervised kids do. So you have that kid. That kid is going to grow up with a certain set of values. And then you have another kid who grows up in the suburbs. And this, this kid has two parents at home and their, their parents are attending their sports things, you know, maybe, maybe even coaching the T-ball team or the basketball team or whatever. And they're making sure homework is getting done. And they're attending a school that, that supports or provides a much more supportive environment, that inner city kid. And we could spend a whole another hour talking about why that is. But in this case, they're attending a school that's much more supportive. And they're spending most of their time doing very productive things, sports, bettering themselves in, in that arena, bettering themselves in school, learning things. Now, those two kids are going to grow up with very different values. Right, right. And, and the race of each kid, you could, you could move the races around in all the possible 
hundreds or thousands of combinations that are possible. And the race of the kids would be the least important factor in that entire story. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think even when you find, um, you know, when, when you look at, at cultural differences and, and different differences in outcome for different cultures, it ultimately comes down to not the race of the person. It comes or it comes down to cultural values. So, you know, if you, right. if you look at folks, there's, you know, it's well known in the United States that, that folks from Asia tend to do, uh, better academically. Well, is that right. biological or I don't think it's biological. I think it's very much the culture that is, you will do well and you will stay in and yeah. you will, you know, to, to a great extent, that environment that they're, that they're immersed in helps. Well, you started this whole conversation with the, with the predicate that we're all the same. So we removed right. that biological difference from the onset. That was the first thing you and I talked about was. Exactly. Neither of us believe that's an issue, so it it can't be that. Exactly, and so I think that's where you find even when now I I I don't like uh, disparate outcome arguments because I think they're lazy and they don't they don't really work very well. Um, just I mean, yeah. it's just not very factually. You know, they're they're just lazy arguments. Um, but yeah. I, even if you do look at disparate outcomes, oftentimes what I think you're going to find is you're just going to find the 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 culture. For instance, the uh, is there a father in the home? You know, that, right. that is, does that, whoever, there is a biological father someplace, right? Uh, do they yeah. value uh, raising their kid and do they value right. being involved and setting a good role, setting, setting up themselves as a good role model? If not, right. then that kid has a dramatically higher chance of ending up in trouble. It's like 22 or 23 times more likely to go to prison yeah, or something. Exactly. Like that. If, I, exactly. if I remember right, it, that may not be the number, but it's, it's significant, whatever it is. Right. So culture and then, and by culture, I don't necessarily mean, I mean, it could be like in a lot of Asian cultures are very, very focused on that, but it, it, so it could be that, but culture really is surroundings, how you grow up, all of the different things that are inputs in your life. Value, environment, priorities. I mean, there's, there's a, if I, you know, if I brainstorm longer, I could probably come up with some other things, but, but what, what you are intentional about making sure happens. Right. (laughs) You know, there's certain things we're intentional about and there's certain things we're not. And again, that, that kid in the inner city, you got to be intentional about being safe. And and right. sometimes that means, you know, you got to get somebody before they get you. Absolutely. Or, and even if that's not, even if that's not the reality, it feels like it, it's that's the case. And that person is going to make very different decisions in life than a kid who grew up in the more supportive environment. And when they meet and they have a disagreement, if they happen to be different races. Right. Outsiders who have a reason to say so will say it's because of race and not because of the values and not because of the other stuff. Well, and I think a lot of that too goes to that that fundamental perception that we have that and reality that we have that those racial tensions are so high right now because the conversation that you and I just had takes you, you got to dig deeper to see why yeah. these things are happening. It's not as easy as saying this person looks like this and this person looks like that. Those make really good bumper stickers. They make really good fundraising letters. These people yeah. have this outcome because of this superficial thing of how much melanin's in their skin or the shape of their eyes or whatever, whatever else happens to be. Right. So the, so that's where I think it becomes more of a marketing thing than it does anything else. Well, it plays to our most, one of our most basic fundamental things that we've been talking about throughout this, our conversation so far, which is we have a desire to feel superior to other right. folks. Right. And, and even if we overcome that as humans, we, we are, we evolve enough or we, we personally develop ourselves well enough where we overcome that 
we still don't want to be inferior to somebody else. Right. So when somebody's telling us you're inferior because of fill in the blank here, well, we've also discussed that now I in throughout human history, that has been enough of a predicate for me to say, well, now I'm justified in doing what I need to do. Right. And round and round she goes and 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 now we're right back to where we were and we've made zero progress. Except for some people have gotten to pass laws that they wanted. Some people have some people have gotten money that they wanted. There's money in all these things that along the process from the people who help shape the laws to the people who help enforce the laws to the people who help draft the laws and then work for companies as paid, you know, Ooh. have different roles for, in, you know, compliance. And like there's there's billions and billions of dollars along sure. the way. And there's just nefarious people who just get off on seeing people hurt. And, and, and those who, things who wouldn't rise to power. And, and those things wouldn't be possible if it had been solved or if if racial tensions weren't very high. You know, she, she wouldn't yeah. have all of the, the consultants and you wouldn't have all of the money flowing and all of that if that were the case. But since that is the case, you, you do have all of these. So there, there's a financial component to it. I think there's other, one other component that we haven't talked about. And that is that there's a belonging component. So if you look at like, right. well, why do kids join gangs, for instance? Well, there's yeah. a feeling of belonging. We, we all need to feel yeah. like we belong someplace. And if for whatever reason, maybe there's a historical reason or, or some other reason we don't feel like we belong someplace, then we seek out places to belong. Now, belonging could also be to a grievance group. It could yeah. be like, um, yeah, I, I see on the news that everybody's mad about this. I don't really know all the details of this, but I want to be mad about that too so I can belong. And so well, that's again, always a challenge. Going back to my situation where I, 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 thank goodness, I found the mentor I did. He literally changed my life to be much better. It wasn't that many years before that that I was seeking other uh, father-like role models because I'm a, I was a young man and I, and I wanted that and I didn't, I didn't have it, whatever. And there was other guys I was na- uh, gravitating towards who, if I would have followed in their footsteps, I would have, I would have had very different outcomes, like, sure. like dramatically different outcomes in, in life, in happiness, in what, I mean, there's, there's not a single part of my life that would not have been much worse off had I followed a couple of other dudes that I was tagging around or, you know, uh, hanging around with. Uh, yeah. Just because you find a group doesn't mean that they're good. They're a good group, but by the, you know, standards of like not harming other people. Well, and, and that again is where I think if we're going to solve some of the, if you're talking about disparate outcome, or if you talk about, about um, uh, other of the racial issues, if we, if we try to dig towards some of the real problems that are there, then and dig beneath the surface to what what's an environment like for folks to right. have these experiences, and we try to work on those uh, as opposed to just saying you know uh, platitudes and statements. Uh, then I think we can actually make some real progress. And of course, it is as you said, it's all back to knowing folks one on one because it's hard to be it's hard to yeah. to uh, other a person if you hang around them and if you get to know them a little bit. Yeah, and I also think that you can't we can't overlook the fact that there are other oppressing kinds of behaviors at play. Yeah. Um to to keep people boxed into these environments that are not great, yeah. that do produce bad outcomes. If you can keep poor people living in a really crappy poor part of town and you can keep rents low there and you can be as your 
as your multinational corporation employing those people and, be, and getting more profits and and the social unrest you have to kind of you know maybe move along a little bit here and there bump when it's needed to keep going in the right direction for you if that keeps the 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 poor people in check because they're yeah. they're worried about these other things well they're not looking at that they're not looking at the billions or trillions of dollars that are being made you know for for a handful of folks and looking at the squalor they're living in yeah and i i think that's that's very true and i think it also is true that if society and government and media communicate messages that tell somebody that their entire world is against them and you hear that 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 drum beat day in and yeah. day out you can't get ahead because these people are not going to let you get ahead or i mean i it, it's also if, if you tell people you can't get ahead in this culture, part of it, part of what you're telling people is that they're, they're not good enough. And if you just yeah. pound that into people for so long that they aren't, then all, most folks are going to find it very discouraging and very difficult to get out, out, out from under that. And folks are going to feel angry because they are being uh, suppressed. And even, even yeah. if it's just and, in messaging yeah. that they're being oppressed. Right. And they will, as we've discussed many times so far, they will then feel justified and righteous yes. in doing something in retaliation, which somebody will see and say, aha, I told you those people were like that. Right. And then round and round we go again. It's a spiral. And, and, and somebody, so whether it's somebody in media, somebody in politics, somebody has got to start leading a conversation where you say there are times people are being harmed and oppressed for for being a, in a group because of religion or race or economics or whatever, because somebody's out to harm them because they're in that group. Yes. Right. And also sometimes people have bad outcomes in life because they make really bad choices. Right. How would we know which is the case? And there's zero conversation about that going on. Right. Like nobody right. will have that conversation. And I can't other than, again, I don't want to be like tinfoil hat conspiracy guy, but like, why wouldn't people want to have that conversation? Why? Right. How is life easier not having that conversation and continuing on this merry-go-round of, of it's okay for me to hate you now? Like the the you know the Kinderman uh, X whatever uh, book, the only way to 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 handle past and future racism is racism today. Like, yeah, that is the most insane argument I think I've ever heard in my entire life, and and adults like grown people who are supposed to be in charge making good decisions are. Not only going along with that, but they're they're pushing it. I, I don't get it. Well, it's easy and it's well funded. I mean, uh, to me, that's that's you're, you're starting to sound like you're, you're you're thinking like money drives everything. Like you're, you're... Uh, kind of sort, <laughs> kind of sort of, kind of yeah, kind of sort of. I mean, because well, if you we know, go back to the, the notion that people want to be in power, money is a very very effective way to establish who has power. It's a huge motivator, and and I think one of the things that that people that are really concerned about this also do is they show. They, they make heroes not out of the people that are out there just screaming angry rhetoric, but they make heroes out of people that have, have surpassed the system and whatever, whatever holds people down. People that have been successful. I mean, there's, there's a book I read, uh, that I can hardly recommend, uh, making the impossible possible, uh, about, uh, uh, a, uh, a guy that grew up in, in a, pre-civil rights America, who basically was able to reach every one of his dreams, even though it was much, much, it was a, a black man that had, had, had reached all these different dreams, impact the world. His, 
there's organizations across the the world right now that have been impacted by him that are helping. And he grew up in the inner city, didn't grow up with any kind of you know benefits at all. I think we highlight people like that to show yeah. that this you know it. One, it is possible and it is a realistic thing to break the stereotype and to have achievement without somebody else telling you that uh, you can't do it uh, or somebody else telling you that you have to be angry all the time. That doesn't get any – we really do people a disservice if we, we are continually focusing on anger and past grievance. Not because past grievance is okay, not because we excuse it, but because it poisons the mind, it poisons the spirit, it poisons the will, and it prevents people more than any 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 other thing, more than any any other structure or anything else. It prevents people from achieving their full potential. Because back to the the principle that you we started with, and that is that humans are humans, and humans have tremendous potential. Some less or more, but all humans have tremendous potential. And if we are communicating messages as a society that this group is unfavored, this group is more favored, these are oppressors, these are oppressed. If we if we keep going down this this road of oppressors and oppressed based on race or whatever it happens to be, then we are we are literally through our messaging and through the through what we're promoting, we're robbing people of their futures. More than anything right. structural, we're robbing people for the futures. And that's a crime. I mean that's that's really where the evil takes place. Yeah, I, I I go back to uh, I don't know what tribe it was, but one of the things I've I've heard attributed to a, a Native American tribe was casting out this notion we inherit the the earth kind of thing. And they, their philosophy was we borrow it from our children, we don't inherit yeah, it from our parents. Yeah, I've heard that. And I, when I look at that, I go, okay, if if the path is going to be we're consciously and objectively and intentionally going to continue this, well, there was racism before, so we got to be racist against you, and we're going to do the exact same things we hated. The only difference is we're going to pick, we're going to choose different heroes and villains and victims and scapegoats. That's the only thing difference. The underlying behavior will be exactly the same. We're going to leave that to our children. And guess what's going to happen to to little Johnny, who's the white kid now being uh, discriminated against or oppressed or whatever? How's he going to grow up? He's going to feel the exact same way as the kid you're talking about who's been told his whole life from 1983 to 2015 or whatever. You can't get ahead in life. It's we're, we're, we're perpetuating the same thing and handing our children that exact same thing. And I don't understand why somebody can't be mature enough and be the grown up and say, bullshit, I'm not doing this. We need to be different because it's ex- it's exactly that same pendulum cycle. Yeah. We were oppressed. So now we get to oppress because we're self-righteous now. And then they get to say the same thing next generation. Why can't somebody like, what am I missing here, Dave? Why can't somebody just be the grown up and say enough? It stops here. Well, I don't think people do. I think there are examples of that. I think that does happen. And the problem is that since it doesn't necessarily pay very well to do that as an organization, sorry, back to yeah. that again. I think because, you know, it, it, what, what's the old thing about the news? If it bleeds, it leads, you know, yeah. the, the, if you want to get ratings, run out and find the latest example of racism. And then you're going to find, you're going to find the news crew. If you want to find right. uh, somebody who has broken all of the, all of the, the uh, barriers that have been put in front of them and they've made a great impact on themselves and the community around them, you're not going to find the news crew there. They're not going to show right. up and, and, and highlight that person as much. So, but so yeah. we need more of that because you're right. Anger and hate perpetuate anger and hate. 
Just because something is justified doesn't mean it's something's good. If, if I'm angry because of something bad that's happened to me, what I do with that, what I do with what bad has happened to me is I can either turn that sound like a motivational speaker. Now I either turn that, that uh, bad thing that's happened to me into an opportunity for good and for success, or I turn that into more perpetual anger and hate. One of them is going to lead to a positive outcome. And one of them is going to lead to a negative outcome. That's what we need. And we, and we have to overcome the societal, uh, fixation. You know, what, what do you call it? You stop and, uh, and gawk at a car crash, right? Because it's like, whoa, we, we like to see that. That's what we like to yeah. see. If we don't stop and gawk at that, if we say we're going to, to exceed where people say we should be, that's when you're going to have some success. Right. So let me, let me just try this. I, I haven't thought this through. So if this falls flat, I apologize. Let, let's just try this, this exercise here because what I want to be, really sincere and genuine about is I don't want to just say, well, people are getting rich, so they're never going to let this happen. And then we, and, and I agree with it, by the way, I, I do think that that is people making money off this again, whether it's the chief diversity officer for the fortune 100 company making whatever they're making, like there's that kind of money. There's the money for the, the think tanks that get to draft the laws and do this. Like there, there's, there's right. an obscene amount of money that goes into this. And and I don't mean obscene as like, it's wasted. Just, it's it's misguided, I think, yeah. in some places. That right. money can be used in much more effective, more beneficial ways. Anyhow, so aside from money, like we acknowledge that that's probably, I think you and I would agree that that's probably one of the major drivers, if not the the major the major one. Aside from that, what would be, in your opinion, the t- the next highest one, two, or three things, not money, but like money, that drive that keep us from having these these real conversations and keep us fixated on the things that were that we know are going to perpetuate and in some cases we we specifically out loud say we're going to do this on purpose to perpetuate the same behavior again yeah. what do you think the top one two or three things are besides money that drive that well i think it's attention i mean you know you you're going to get attention if you run to the the latest example of of bias so that you know that's that's how you uh, that's how you, it, so it's, it's related to money, but it's, it's also, that's how you're going to get, um, the attention of as many in society because we love the car wreck. Yeah. So that's, that's a big yeah, part. I would, I would argue for Ibram Kendi X, I think is his name. Yeah. Uh, maybe ahead of money, maybe right behind money is his name was, you know, for a few years was like everywhere. I, I would agree fame. that attention's right up there. Yeah. yeah celebrity, fame sure. celebrity and fame. Yep. I mean, there's, there's plenty okay. of people whose entire lives and careers and, and everything about them was made uh on that yep. and in, and so that's that's going to be i mean it's still a form of greed um okay so that's what, part of so it. what else you got besides those two things another the other one i think and a big one is laziness because if if we say there's problems in society if we say oh it's just racism boom we don't have to deal with it anymore we don't have to think about it i'm not racist that's it's it's so it's just it's just laziness so i think that cuz a lot of these problems are are challenging, like like generational poverty. That's a challenging problem to solve. And if we if we just say, well, it's just racism, then we don't have to really deal with the hard, we don't have to do the hard work. So I think laziness is another very big part of that as a society and as politicians uh, and as people that would actually do something about it. I think that's a huge part of it too. So. So it's kind of the, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but kind of the American uh, NIMBY, not in my backyard, also not my problem. If somebody else can deal with it, I don't have to, like, right. hooray for me. Right. And if, if we can just use the right word, 
and absolve and say, well, it's racism, but I'm not racist. Therefore, it's not my problem to deal with. It's somebody else's problem. Um, that would alleviate somebody having to do some pretty heavy, heavy lifting on this philosophical, intellectual, personal development, both individually and collectively. Like th- these are yeah. not, these are not minor things to overcome. These are right. very, very challenging, big things to overcome and how we, how we evolve out of our, our caveman, our, 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 uh, uh, what do they call it? The, the reptile, reptilian brain or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and, or maybe, or maybe even move, move back, you know, a couple of generations past that. This is, this is hard work and nobody wants to be saddled with that when they can be on their boat on the weekend instead. Exactly. So I think that's a big part of it. I think the other big part of it is we want to belong to the righteous crowd. We want to be, you know, yeah. we want to be part of the crowd that says the way this person is treated or the way these people have been treated is bad. And therefore I am good. I make myself feel good yeah. by being a part of the righteous crowd. And this is the righteous crowd. If those dummies were like me, man, this problem would be gone, but I am, I am like me. So it's not my problem. Exactly. And I can, I can, I can check the box. It's not my problem. And I can feel really, really righteous and smart all at the same time. Like that's like cocaine, man. That's like, yeah. you don't get much better. And, and if you can make a buck and get your name in the, in the newspaper, you could get like the quad so much the better. Yeah. You're, t- you're ticking all the boxes then. I mean, you're at, at that point, you're, you're, you're just living the life. Okay. So all kidding aside, Dave, those are four very powerful things. Is there anything else you think we're missing in that, in that list? Those, I think those are really, really strong. I'm not saying there should be more. There are more. I'm just asking, do you think there are any more? I think those are the biggest drivers of, of what is, is, it, power, money, belonging, just, I mean, basic Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? All of those yeah. things is what drives uh, all, all of these things to not be solved in a more authentic way. I mean, I, that's not to say that there is not progress. I think there's, there is a lot yeah. of progress. Uh, there really? has been, I mean, you know, I was born in the sixties and we've made tremendous, tremendous progress uh, on all of these issues. And we've made societal progress on all of these issues as well. Just the general feeling yeah. because people have, have gotten to know each other better. And I totally agree with you that uh, individually, this problem is by and large, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say solved. There again, there's there's jerks everywhere. There's yep. there's people who do horrific things to their neighbors and not even think twice. Okay, okay. those exceptions aside, I, I mean that our society now versus you know 1865, 1943, like right. it it's it's barely recognizable yeah, as, as totally far different. as like the, how we how we inter- interact with each other. Um. The other, the other thing that I, I, I kind of hear folks go back to, oh, oh, before I get move on, if you think Dave and I missed something there, go to unsilentpodcast.com, find our social media channels. We want to hear about this. We want to hear where you think we missed it. Like this is a, a very important thing to us. Yeah. If you think we're overlooking something here besides money and fame and laziness and uh, what was the fourth Belong- one, Dave? Belonging to the yeah. righteous crowd. Yeah. Yeah. That, or, or and maybe the fifth one might be self-righteousness or whatever. Yeah. If you think we're missing something there and there's other really compelling reasons that we're not having these these deeper questions, you know, or conversations, or you think I'm asking the wrong deeper questions, like you think, hey, you're full of it, Brian. It really is. If there was no race uh, differences in the entire globe, all of our problems would go away. We wouldn't argue <laughs> about religion. We wouldn't argue about geography. We wouldn't argue about economics and things like that. If you think I've completely lost my mind or Dave has, let us know that too. So one of the things that that – well, two things. One is, you know, my entire life I've heard that that only certain kinds of people can can be racist, and only certain kinds of people can be um, 
you know, the victims of racism. And again, going back to the very first thing we established, which was either we believe that we all have the same tendencies or we do not. Right. And I believe that we do. Right. I don't believe that one group of people because of the pigmentation of their skin do things differently. I do think there are cultural differences. I absolutely think some cultures are more open to things like, I don't know, cannibalism and (laughs) and and slavery and things like that. And other cultures are not open to those things. And I think it has nothing to do with, with the, the, again, the, the the pigmentation of their skin. Right. And I know I, I I grew up with a kid. um, He lived in Hawaii, much of his youth. And, and, and he was not a very popular kid in Hawaii because he was a white kid. And he experienced some of the things we're talking about that that only other certain races are supposed to experience. I myself grew up in a couple parts of the country where um, there weren't very many folks who looked like me, and I did not have very fun, much fun at school. And I'm not comparing myself to what other, you know, certainly not to what people a couple hundred years ago went through, or whether it's here or in the Middle East or whatever. I'm not comparing myself to that. But my point is, either we believe that people are all by and large the same or we don't. Right. And And we... I keep feeling a slide back into this. Yeah, but it's worse for this group than others. And yeah, but this group does it more often or worse or harder or whatever than others. Do you feel that? Or is it just, is that just me? Like, no, absolutely. And it's self-defeating. The problem is that, that if you set a standard for humans, if you set a standard for people, then that standard to be beneficial has to apply to all people. So you, you can't just say, and, and this is the, this is the fallacy of what, of what the left mostly practices with this idea of saying that there are different standards for oppressed and oppressor or by, by even creating those categories and saying you are inherently an oppressor or you are inherently oppressed. By doing that, you're robbing people of their essential humanity, robbing people on both sides of their essential humanity. And that's really where the big problem is. And that's, but that is also, you cannot really run a significant significant campaign uh, for fundraising or for, you know, power grabbing or for all of that without uh, creating, especially in a, creating that kind of uh, dichotomy, especially in a society that has made so much progress on all of these issues. I think this is the one time, you know, when I grew up, I, I, I did not think uh, the same way I do now. I think this is the one topic that really got me to kind of well, by societal standards now, I've completely gone from being what would have been considered a center left person not that long ago to now I'm like <laughs> I'm like the hardest of hardcore conservatives. <laughs> I think this is the topic that kind of got me looking at things in a different way because because again, I grew up in the era of post Martin Luther King content of her characters, how we're supposed to be judged, and right. and the, the 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 finish line was nobody's judged for anything other than the content of their character, right. which inc- involves things like effort, caring for others, like self, um, uh, you know, governing your own behaviors and right. like that kind of stuff. Right. Right. And, and now it's like, no, we, we, we've gone away from that. And the reason I mentioned, it, I think it's the thing that helped me move politically to the degree that I have, which is not as much as some folks would say, but if you, if you go back to like the Confederacy, that was that was um, folks who would be on the political left. Right. That spawned the KKK. That spawned Jim Crow, segregated water fountains, segregated bathrooms, segregated restaurants, segregated workspaces, and and you fast forward, mm, I don't know, eighty years. <laughs> yeah. And what do we find ourselves with again? 
segregated workspaces, especially in colleges. Yeah. Sa- places where some people are allowed and some people are not specifically based on the race their, of their, of their, their, their skin race. Um, and again, it's the same underlying behavior. All we've done is chosen different heroes right. and victims and villains and scapegoats. But it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing that led to the Native Americans being treated the way they were because they were lesser than. And every person who treated them differently felt very righteous that they were doing the right thing. Right. Just like the people today. And, and that it, that is a uh, – the the problem is whenever you adopt, as we were talking about earlier, whenever you adopt – uh, the attitude that your fundamental principle is anger, retribution, hate, etc., uh, and and your and your past looking more than future looking. We can learn from the past, absolutely, but we have to be focused on driving towards the future. If if we focus on, I want to get back, I want to get back at these people for this stuff that happened in the past, as opposed to saying, what can we do to advance to the future? You know, if there are disparities, let's look at how we help people to uh, have such personal value and personal worth and personal ambition that they can overcome any obstacle, any disparity uh, that's that's in front of them, any any lack. Or the, or the ones that, that life and luck and their abilities will allow them to. Like yes. this notion that everyone is supposed to be guaranteed to become yeah, a billionaire, yeah. it, that's, that's, I'm sorry. Well, that's, that's nonsense. That's, that's, that's it's not nonsensical. Yeah. It's nonsensical because, because there's, there's yeah. always going to be individual disparities because of, you know, some people are taller, some people are shorter, some people are smarter, yeah. some people, you know, there's all, all of that type of stuff. But if we, right. I think the fundamental principle is if a movement is based on, on you can, then things are going to happen much better for the people that we're trying to help than the movement that says, no, society's against you, history's against you, all of these other things are against you. That's how we really solve it. Right. Well, I think we, yeah, I agree with all that 100%. And I think we also start having basic conversations like, what does success look like? Is segregation of of bathrooms and workspaces (laughs) in colleges, is that what success looks like? That's ridiculous. I don't know anybody who's not in a college or in a political office, or in a industry funded by this, who would say, "Yeah, that's a fantastic right. idea." Things were much better in 1942 <laughs> in in Selma. That's the way to go. Like, I don't know a single person who would say that. Yeah. And and to and to be completely fair, you mentioned this uh, last episode, and I know that there are people who are hurting both both people, not, not just people who have been victims. Of course, those people are hurting, but there's people who really passionately want to make this better yeah but they find themselves overlooking these basic things we talked about like we're all fundamentally the same under our skin yeah and we but these very good people these very sweet kind well-intentioned people right find themselves sliding back into the yeah but if the if the European colonists wouldn't have done xyz we wouldn't be in this situation as if if it was Genghis Khan in in you know 17 whatever or 1619 it would have been a different outcome like right or if it was some some you know if it would have been uh tribes from africa coming here instead of you know people from europe like it would this is this is what people do what people do yeah. right yeah well and that's and that's again any any solution is going to start with a recognition of what basic human culture and humanity is like regardless of of what part of the world they come from you know that that's that's always going to be the the path to a solution is understanding yeah. an honest appraisal of of human condition. 
Yeah, and I, and I don't, to be really clear here, I'm not saying people do what people do as in check the box and forget it. That's not our problem. I'm right. saying just right. the opposite. I'm saying stop using these other superficial things as, as obstacles right. and let's roll up our sleeves and do the damn work because if we don't, we're just forcing it upon our grandchildren and what kind of loser would do that? Like yeah. what kind of loser would hand their grandkids this where we're saying, yep, we 100% know we're setting you up to have the exact same thing happen to you, but eh, a lot easier if I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we we need to. Uh, a, a generation is going to to determine that we're going to uh, overcome these things. I think once and for all, some generation is going to do that. I don't know if it's the next generation. I don't know if it's you know a generation that comes out of disaster, uh, but th- it's going to happen. Well, if you look at the progress we've made over just the last you know five hundred years. I got to imagine, I, I mean, I, I'm all for, I'm hoping it's us. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping it's, it's, you know, the next, in my lifetime, I'm hoping it happens yep. for sure. But if it doesn't, if we, if the Ibram exes of the world get what they want and we just kick this can down the road one more uh, couple generations or whatever, I got to figure in the next few hundred years, we'll figure this out. I, I sure would think so. so. Yeah, I would think so. All right, Dave, is there anything else we left out of this conversation? This is uh, this is um, not one of the ones that people look forward to having. I think no, heavy we, topic. Uh, yeah, heavy topic for sure that the stakes are so high. The stakes are high for people who have been victims of this stuff. Yes. And the stakes are high for people who try to talk about this and get it wrong. Right. And are absolutely crucified. So uh, I, I appreciate you, Dave, taking the uh, taking the, the, the time to have this conversation and, and putting yourself in a situation where – you know, we're we're putting ourselves out there and we're trying to do the right thing and, and we hope for the best, right? And we hope for some feedback. Love to hear where we've got it right, where we've got it wrong. Love to hear what folks have to say about it. Go yeah, to unsilentpodcast.com. That's where you can tell us. Don't be shy. Yeah, go to, yeah check out our social media uh, platforms, Rumble uh, channel, YouTube channel. Uh, like Dave said, unsilentpodcast.com is where you can find that. Until next time, this is Dave and Brian signing off. See you next week. Do you want to be on silent? Make your voice heard on our social media channels and share where you think we got it right or wrong. Go to unsilentpodcast.com for social links so you can join the discussion.